Amber's not gonna take <laughs> off any of her clothes, but in Nickelodeon way. That, that was such a risque joke, right? <laughs> Sabrina. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Anubis Backwards Podcast. Today we're going to be recapping House of Help, House of Phobias. So before we get started, we do have a little bit of housekeeping. So first of all, keep an eye on our social media because we are going to try to do another Instagram live where we go live while we're recording an episode. I think the plan is to do it for the petty football episode, so that should be a fun time. Right now we're looking at May 22nd tentatively, so probably sometime in like late morning Eastern time. So, yeah, we're trying to figure out the details still, but once we have a solid date and time, it'll be on our Instagram and our Twitter, and maybe we should start posting that stuff on TikTok, too, now that we have followers there. So just, you know, follow us on all those platforms. And then the next thing is we're working on getting a Patreon, because we had a couple people suggest that we do that. So the plan is not to have anything, like, super expensive. It'll probably be, like, max $5 a month, and we're trying to decide if we want to do little tiers, but we're just going to include some bonus content so we might publish our notes every week so you can get a kind of a preview of the episode before it goes live we might do a monthly bonus episode we joked about like releasing bloopers or reading fan fictions or something or maybe our patreons can like send in fan fictions they want us to read and we'll like read and review them or something so uh yeah look out for that and if you have anything that you would want on a patreon let us know I just really think we need to dramatically read fan fiction. I think that would be peak, and I think it would be we hilarious. Need a dramatic, like acting on video in our Honestly. full of House of Anubis cosplay. Oh man, we can put our cosplay on. <laughs> I have the I have horse necklace too. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, so uh, things Nina. to look forward to. <laughs> I am Nina. I am the main character. So. <laughs> Okay. I thought you weren't the main character. Every time someone's, anytime there's one of those memes going around that's like, what House of Noobs character am I? Everyone tells me I'm Mara. So, like, I'll, I'll do my I best am. to be Nina. I don't know who I am Mara. either, Laura. I feel like you'd be Willow. I kind of get Willow vibes from Laura, I, yeah. I, I feel like I have Willow vibes, but I also feel like Willow is way stupider than I am. No offense to Willow, but, like, I feel like I have more brains. <laughs> no, you're smarter than Willow. <laughs> No, no tea, no shade. You know what I think? You know who I think Lori is? I think she's like a good, happy mashup of KT and Willow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can yes. see that. <laughs> Season three, baby. Emily's <laughs> Patricia. That's easy. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I guess like, let us know, guys. Who do you think we are now that you've been listening to us for hours and hours on it? Yeah, like, now you kind of I'm have curious. our personalities. Please be realistic. Don't just say who you think we want to hear. Yeah, so DM us on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. I'm curious now. Which, okay, if you don't know what our social media is, I'll say it right now since we keep mentioning it. Our Twitter is Anubis Podcast. Our Instagram is Anubis Backwards Pod. TikTok is Anubis Backwards Pod. Or you can email us, Anubis Backwards Pod at gmail.com. So any of those things. I'm just curious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I kind of want to know who everyone thinks. And then our last announcement here is that it's Anna Movoyten's birthday on May 8th. So happy birthday, Anna. She plays Amber. We love her. She's going to be turning 29. Very exciting. Why did I um, think? Why did I just assume Instagram? everyone was my age or younger than me outside of Clarissa and Jade? Why did I just assume? No, I think everyone like besides Alex and Bobby is older than you. And then I think Alex and Bobby are technically the same age as me, right? They're ninety three. Yeah, like only a couple of months off. Okay, I love that for me. Love that crisis. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is kind of crazy that they're all like. Oh, I guess another housekeeping thing. Um, did we say this? Tazy's pregnant. 
No, we did not. Oh, yeah, we, found out no, after, we like, haven't seen it since last then. Time. Yeah, so Taisy, who plays Mara, just announced that she's pregnant, which is so exciting because she just recently got oh, married. Congrats. So yeah, they're gonna have a little baby. I'm so excited for them. <laughs> Our first Sabuna so baby. <laughs> I can't wait for COVID to end though, because you know once the other cast members can travel, we'll probably be getting like Aww. Alex is like, hello, I'm back. Alex is just moving in. Move- Alex is moving to America. Alex is gonna go live on Taisy's couch. Alex is real. Oh my god. Be the fun uncle for yeah. the child. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Alfie Manny uh, in real life. Alex is just like, I haven't seen you in, coming year, in two years. I'm moving in on your couch. I'm stealing you from your husband. Sorry. Oh, okay. Mr. I'm kidding. Girl. <laughs> His girlfriend is so pretty. Not to go on a tangent. She's gorgeous. So is Bobby's girlfriend. Like, Yeah, okay. I think. Is this official cast news? I think um, Louisa and Bobby and Bobby's girlfriend just filmed a short film. I don't know what's coming out. Oh, I don't know anything yeah. about it. But Louisa's posting about it. Okay, I found the I found the short film information. Louisa is working on a short film with Bobby and Bobby's girlfriend. It's called The Track. So it looks like um, Bobby is an executive producer. And so Aww. is his girlfriend. And Louisa is the director, which we love because we love female directors proud of her so yeah i don't know when it's coming out but they're they're making it so <laughs> stick to it i love that for them it makes me so happy that louisa and bobby and like bobby's girlfriend are like bffs and i think like a bunch of the cast members from wolfblood have also like appeared in louisa's short films so far which makes me happy they're all like friends I think- the wolfblood house of anubis squad yeah. i know oh, it's so cute the act in her other short film, The Call Center, which please don't watch unless you are, like, an actual adult anyways, because it's got very mature themes. Um, yeah. It was the actor who plays Yana's dad. I don't know his real name. Mark, who played yeah. Mr. Jeffries. I know Bobby and Alex both, like, they all had, Alex, Bobby, and the actor who plays Mr. Jeffries. Mark all had cameos in her short film. So, like, okay, I, I love a supportive Mark- squad. Uh, me too. Why does Mark, who plays Mr. Jeffries, follow me on Instagram? I just want to know. I'm not mad about it. I'm very happy about it. But I was looking through my Instagram followers, and I realized that Mark, who plays Mr. Jeffries on Wolflip, follows me on Instagram. Not on my fandom Instagram. On my personal Instagram account. Like, does he know I'm a Wolflip stan? I don't post about Wolflip on that account. He's like, this girl gives me wolf energy. <laughs> wolf girl energy. <laughs> Oh my god, like somehow he secretly knows. I love that. While we're thinking about, while we're talking about Wolf Blood, um, in some sad what? news, Bobby left oh. Casualty or oh, was let go. I don't know. I th- he's just, he's I off the show he was- now. He was written out, I think. It sounds like they just had like a one season arc for him. But everyone, from what I'm seeing, is like, bring Leon back. So maybe he'll come back. Bring Leon back. Justice for Bobby. It, well, it sounds like they wrote him off in a way where they could bring him back when they decide if they want to, which, yeah, that's, it's a soap opera, so that kind of, or it's a soapy show, so, like, that oh. kind of rotation that's just, I think, happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. At least they didn't kill him off, so. If they killed him I off. I say this, too, as if I'm gonna, like, watch the show, I'm like, bring Bobby back, but I haven't seen Casualty. I just want him to, like, have that job. I know he was excited about it, so. Yeah, we can't, we haven't figured out how to watch Casualty in the United States. Yeah. If you guys know, let us know. Okay, so let's start talking about the episode. I think I should get to read the first note. You because should. Because someone, I someone up. okay, someone, our lovely host for this week's episode, 
forgot to mention the iconic intro. So this is me mentioning it for her. Sorry, guys. How could I forget? It's iconic. <laughs> I even had to like pause it for something and it paused on Bobby without me trying. So like I should have mentioned that. But thank you, Emily, for reminding me. <laughs> so uh, the episode starts and Amber is in her bed looking at the new Mark of Anubis that she now has. And she says, I don't know who I'm more scared of, the spirit or my dad. So Nina gives her some socks to cover it up and she apologizes. I wrote irrelevant, but I have PJ pants in the exact color pattern of Amber's pajamas here. And I didn't even realize it. Like, I just got them because I really like Aries pajamas. But anyway, I own blue. I wish I got a matching shirt now that I see Amber wearing this. And I don't think they sell them anymore. But I have blue leopard print pajama joggers that are from Aerie. I don't think they sell anymore. Oh, that's cute. But Maybe you can find it on Poshmark. Yeah, you can. Like, Laura's uh, Amber pajama cosplay coming soon. <laughs> I, I would have gotten the shirt had I realized it looked like Amber's. It was a complete coincidence that I own those pants. I just, again, really like Aerie's pajama <laughs> and you did decide to wear them for us tonight, Laura? No, I know. I'm wearing gray sweatpants, not my area blue leopard pajama pants. I'll wear them for the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> so Patricia barges in and shows off uh, Mark of Anubis on her wrist, and Alfie follows shortly after with one on his calf. He's freaking out, saying if he wanted a tattoo, he would have gotten a fire-breathing dragon, and Amber says, not my name, and then Alfie reminds her that they broke up. Fabian comes in to see what's going on, so Nina explains, and Patricia gets upset that they didn't tell them about the mark sooner. She says that from now on, they all make decisions together. I don't know why the we broke up scene had me laughing as hard as it did, but it was just like, he was like so exasperated. He's like, we broke up! And she's just like, whole... just kind of stares at him. And I'm like, yeah. It was funny. Amber has a lot of one-liners in this episode. It's really like, it's good. I love her, Your Honor. I really do. Okay, so Patricia, like, was so ready to throw down with Nina and Fabian for, like, not communicating with them, and for that I support her. I support her too, though, because, like, she's kind of, she makes points. Like, no one told her that she was going to get cursed when she was like, sure, I'll sign up for this. So, not that, like, Fabian and Nina, like, assumed they were going to get cursed, but, like, it would have been useful for them to know. Like, you might get cursed. We don't know. You could. You might not. But you could. Probably, considering Fabian got cursed. Yeah, but then Amber did, and so that's why they were like, oh, oh you yeah. thought it would be safe. Like, you still gotta tell people. I, I was having twenty too many 2020 thoughts, but they were like, oh, we thought that it was safe because Amber didn't catch it from us. It wasn't contagious. <laughs> I make a 2020 <laughs> joke later. Don't worry. So Jerome and Alfie are walking in the hall at school, and Jerome asks why he's so jumpy. Alfie asks if he ever gets flashbacks from past traumatic experiences, and Jerome says frequently, bad haircuts and ex-girlfriends mostly. He then asks Alfie if this is about Amber, and he says that he just had a bad dream last night and kind of brushes the whole thing off. Alfie, trying to talk about his trauma, is sad, and someone please give him therapy. That's not Jerome. Thank you. Okay, but like, let's be real. Would any of them willingly go to therapy for their traumas? They should. It'd be hard to explain, though. It's time for our weekly tangent. What kind of nonsense will it be today? It's the tangent of the week. Alfie would make TikToks about his trauma, as would probably Eddie. Alfie would probably be TikTok famous <laughs> just for making like, bad LOL, TikToks about his trauma. Died. Died one. Eddie's like story time. I died. Put a finger down if you died during your high school graduation, then came back to life after sacrificing yourself to save the world. Oh, just me. Damn. Show me where I'm wrong. Those two specifically would become TikTok famous making TikTok videos about their trauma. (laughs) Meanwhile, Patricia's in the background like, I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Oh my god, Eddie and Alfie just trying to do like TikTok duets. (laughs) Patricia is like, (laughs) 
Help. Listen. If this show existed or was airing currently in 2020, you know at least, like, Alfie would probably be TikTok famous. I will not explain how. Or, like, the, like, fake universe's equivalent of TikTok. Yeah. I feel like Amber would be, like, an Instagram <laughs> She probably would be. I could see that, too. I just said legit Alfie, a bunch of sad face emojis. And I just want to know, what girlfriends, Jerome? What girlfriends? <laughs> You know, I was thinking the same thing. I'm going to still bring back the um, Jamber dated in middle school theory. <laughs> oh my god, imagine. You know what? Checks out. I'm just... I, I like the idea of that. I'm going to roll with it. So Mara runs into Jerome and apologizes for getting upset with him before. She tells him he can decide what to tell Poppy and she won't ask what his secret is anymore. He says good and then starts walking away, but then she starts kind of like begging him, why won't you tell me? And he gives in and tells her that his dad asked him to visit again, but this time alone, so he can ask him to do something that's top secret. Mara reminds him that he doesn't have to do anything that he doesn't want to do. I just wrote, girl, Mara in this, like, scene is being, I don't know, she's being, like, I don't, (laughs) why am I not saying words? Like, girl, because Mara in this scene is being weird not like weird she's being kind of manipulative she's like oh like don't tell me if you don't want me to you won't i won't ask you but then she's also like tell me right now yeah or like i won't ask (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was kind of weird she's just nosy but like i would be too i understand i would be more subtly nosy than that yeah (laughs) i would also be more subtle than she's being right now (laughs) so victor is in his office and he has his vision back now Veer walks in and says that she couldn't find the amulets in the student's room, but Victor isn't surprised. They agree to just wait it out until one of them makes a mistake and they can swoop in and get them. I know. So Victor, like, got his vision back and he says, I know when he said he was 2020 again, he meant his vision, but I was just like, sir, I really don't need to relive 2020. So yeah, terrible jokes are terrible. Thank you. (laughs) At Newspaper Club, I don't know what else to call it. I'm like, the Newspaper Club. Um, (laughs) Mrs. Andrews announces that she selected Mara to be the editor Mara gets up to give a speech and talks about how she'll give creative freedoms but she'll also be harsh when it comes to deadlines Joy points out that since they're in online publications they won't need strict deadlines and Mara gets kind of flustered and she's like well a good publication has to have deadlines and our first one is tomorrow first of all so the scene starts where like uh, Mrs. Andrews gives Joy an honorable mention for like also applying to be the editor and apparently she wrote her piece like on Mrs. Andrews and I like I literally laughed out loud when I heard that because Joy was like, yeah, I'm going to write a piece like on how wonderful Mrs. Andrews is and I'll definitely be the editor. <laughs> and I think that's hilarious. I mean, I love that for her. But you know what else Joy could have done? Joy could have just been like, her entire article just been, it would have been like, remember when you kidnapped me? It should have just been her entire <laughs> oh article. Oh my god, imagine. That would have been so like, funny. Joy, please, Joy, please blackmail your teachers. You deserve it. She did like, write does. an expose about her teachers kidnapping her. Like, Joy could literally... Joy does so many shady ass things. And Joy, I'm about to ruin this whole re- school's career. The shady ass thing Joy refuses to do is like literally try to get whatever she wants from the teachers for literally having kidnapped her. Because I feel like if I were her, I'd be like, you're giving me all A's. You're letting me do whatever the fuck I want. And like, <laughs> if you won't do that, then I'm gonna like, I don't know, fucking expose, expose you. you for being kidnappers. Like, the entirety of Sabuna would back her up if she decided she really wanted to expose everyone. So yeah, like, they approve. Like, like, staff could be like, well, could cover it up, because you will find people to believe them. Yeah. Like, if you've got, like, 
six people saying like this happened or seven if you could convince Jerome, which I'm sure Jerome would do it for the right price. Yeah. You have that many people willing to back her up. She could have ruined their entire career, but she chose not to. And I, you know, Joy Joy did not, Joy did not choose violence. Joy only chose violence towards like trying to get with Fabian. (laughs) She could have chose violence in so many better ways for her. (laughs) Yeah, Joy, what was that? Come on, girl. Okay, anyways. (laughs) The other thing I thought was really hilarious in this scene is just the fact that like Mara found out she got the editor position and decides she needs to make an acceptance speech. (laughs) (laughs) Like she just like she could have just been like, cool, thanks, I'm the editor. Instead she was like, I need to go in front of everyone and thank them and tell them (laughs) about how I'm gonna be the best editor in the world. I I was I don't know, this whole scene I was laughing a lot. I just really love how much she was stressing the importance of deadlines. And I don't know why that just like, it hit me in a funny bone. And I was like, ma'am, ma'am. I wrote as someone who was an editor of an online newspaper in college, there are still deadlines. I mean, we did do a print issue every other week. So like, sure, we did have to have articles in for the print issue, but there were also deadlines for articles that were only going to go online that weren't in the print issue. Like, you still can't, you still have to have deadlines. These are my thoughts. Their first deadline was tomorrow. Like, girl, you've got to give them some time to come up with an article concept. No, unless it's, like, an article that, like, needs to be written. Like, it's breaking news and it needs to be out right now. The de- deadline shouldn't be tomorrow. I <laughs> think online publications still have deadlines. Thank you. I'm glad we got that expert opinion. Sabuna goes to the tunnels to investigate the dead end and Alfie suggests that they just break down the wall. So he runs into it and then he bounces back and falls to the ground, knocking a vent that's on the wall. The pendulum suddenly stop and Fabian looks at the vent and realizes that it opens. Suri play, you need to calm down at Alfie. And I just realized that I typed clam instead of calm. You need to clam you need down. To clam down. <laughs> Jerome goes to visit his dad at the prison and finds Poppy is already there. Jerome gets mad that Poppy was going through his stuff and they start fighting and John breaks them up and then he's like all happy because in that moment he felt like a real dad. Aww. Back to the tunnels, Sabuna is looking through the vent and realizes it's a small crawl space. Patricia suggests that they draw straws to see who goes first. She grabs a stick and starts breaking it into pieces. Very convenient that there was just a stick like laying in the tunnels for them to do this. Also, this is a dumb question. I don't even know if I'll leave this in, but (laughs) is drawing straws like a global thing or just an American thing? British friends. I'm assuming it must be global. I tried Googling the origins of drawing straws, but I don't I don't know. I like that you tried to Google the origins of it. I am Mara. Anyway. Yeah, I literally <laughs> respond with, okay, Mara. So, British fans, if you're listening, is this an American thing? Do you do it in England? Do you draw straws? I've never drawn straws in my life, but, like, I know what it my is. My parents did it with us as kids. Victor is in the Frobisher library looking through the books. Jasper offers to help him using their search system, but Victor shuts him down. He then finds a page about the Mask of Anubis, and he learns that when worn at funerals of pharaohs, the mask weeps tears of gold. He then realizes that the real mask must be at the end of the tunnels. So in this scene, we kind of get a glimpse of Victor's little, like, notebook that he keeps on him, and it's super chaotic, and I love it. There's just, like, notes and scribbles everywhere. I love that Victor carries a notebook, like, a tiny notebook around with him. It checks out. I just think it's funny. He carries a toothbrush and a tiny notebook. (laughs) The toothbrush, I forgot. (laughs) And the pin. In case case you need it. (laughs) So Sabuna draws straws and Amber gets the short stick. She immediately starts panicking and asks Alfie to go for her since he's her boyfriend. 
Alfie repeatedly tells him they broke up, and Amber commonly says that she'll decide when they break up. He starts crawling into the space and tells a bug to move out of the way. Nina asks who he's talking to, and he snaps, my real friends. The tunnel starts closing in on him, and he starts panicking. The ceiling starts falling in, and Sabuna tells him to turn around as he starts screaming for help. Um, I lost it when he said, my real friends. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember this line at all. This is so funny. Um, and then also, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself to be super claustrophobic, but the idea of like crawling into that little tunnel and then having the like ceiling cave in on you is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. So do we think his fear of small spaces is from when Jerome locked him in the sarcophagus? <sighs> I said 100%, and I said I think at some point in this episode he mentions having bad experiences with them, but I might be on some bullshit and he never actually said that. And I think I actually thought that because if he said he had flashbacks, but he didn't say flashbacks of being in small spaces, so I don't know what I'm talking about here, but yes, he just I said do think- traumatic experiences. Yeah, I do think that, that Jerome locking him in the sarcophagus and the fact that he was down in the basement- yeah for, like, wasn't he also like in like a cupboard time. when he was in the basement too like, yeah didn't he hide yeah in a cupboard? yeah because the adults were down there the cult doing culty things so that's pretty sad that he has to deal with that and that became his biggest fear once again give this kid therapy would he want therapy though no but Sorry. that doesn't mean he shouldn't have it i agree <laughs> all right so that is where this episode cuts off so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back and we're back so the tunnel caves in to the point that they can no longer see alfie amber is in tears and she immediately starts crawling in to save him but then she starts panicking when she starts seeing bugs so fabian crawls in to help her get out and then he goes in after alfie when he does eventually make it out amber is still in tears and apologizes because she thinks the whole thing was her fault and then they hug but it's not just like a cute hug it's like a they're holding on for dear life hug like it's very emotional It was a good moment. So, like, I know Amphi is having a moment right now, and they're being kind of toxic, especially the way Amber literally will not let Alfie break up with her, even though Alfie wants to break up with her. But, oh my gosh, you cannot deny how much they love each other. Like, even if it's just a friend love, there's love there. Because, you know, like, Alfie did not have to take Amber's place and go in there, but he did. And then Amber, as soon as he's in trouble, immediately was like, I'm going to go save him. And, like, I know Fabian had to, like, eventually help her too, but... Like, they care about each other so much, and I am soft, and I I do love them. They may not be the best ship, but they are a good ship. Okay, I know, like, Amphi is actually being toxic at this point, but I just have noted, like, this is not directed at anyone in specific, but I have a thought on fandom and their use of the word toxic. And again, this is not directed at anyone in specific. This is something I've noticed in, like, every fandom I've been in. I feel like when you first learn the word toxic, you just, you don't use it correctly. You use it to describe everything negative. And I think before we use the word toxic, we need to unlearn it and relearn it again because it's just like the, something can be negative and not be toxic. Good Thank point. you for coming to my like weird little rant that has been hamster wheeling in my head for like four days now. <laughs> no, I think it's fair. Yeah, because I would say like the whole Amphi thing right now, we could classify as toxic just yeah. because like they're not communicating well and. Amber is like literally manipulating Alfie right now into oh. this relationship that he doesn't like does not want anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the other thing about the scene, someone give Animal Whitehead an Emmy because like she was so good in the scene. Ah, the acting was just chef's kiss. So Anna is probably one of the m- most talented of the cast, but like, where are bigger roles? She deserves like primetime TV or like a big movie. She deserves it. 
Honestly, yeah. the funniest thing is the biggest movie I can think of is when she played a young Emily Van Camp in The Girl in the Book, which I have not watched because it just was not my cup of tea. Like, I've watched parts. I Like, I've watched, like, half of it, but it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, I know she's done some, like, decently big projects, but I could see her in her 30s, like, having a big breakout role and making mm-hmm. it, and we're all going to be like, we knew her first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe she'll be in, like, a horse movie if she's always posting Instagrams of horses. <laughs> don't enable our horse girl (laughs) stories fun fact y'all i'm on horse girl tiktok because every time it's one of those things like your for you page is like you like one video related to this topic and then they'll like slowly send you like 20 more so like an actress i follow on tiktok nicole mains made a horse girl tiktok and i liked it and then i've slowly ended up on horse girl tiktok because every time i get a horse girl tiktok i send it to the my two co-hosts yeah because i'm like is this nina and then i like it because i i just i'm never ask me to find anything in my tiktok likes i just anything i find any entertaining or interesting i'm just like like i will never see it again i will never watch it again but i just i like everything i see me too basically i do too Mm -hmm. i either like it or i uh put as not interested never show me this again but um yeah i'm a horse girl tiktok because of the nina martin is a horse girl headcanon Anna was in a movie last year, Celia and the Spades, which I feel like if it didn't come out during a pandemic and actually got to have like a bigger release would probably have been really successful. Again, the movie really wasn't my cup of tea, but it was one of those movies where I could feel like a lot of other people would have enjoyed, like would enjoy it. Like I probably would have gone to see it because I got to support my squad. It's on my list. I need to watch that. Um, I put that hug is so soft. I wrote, you're so right. This is about, this was Sopranos notes. <laughs> but I wrote, you're, I mean, you're so right that the hug is soft. But you're so right that the scene shows how much they really care about each other. I do think that they are better as friends because their romantic relationship is so messy. But like, they really deep down, like, obviously care about each other a lot. And I wish that Ampy was like this more often. Not that I want them to almost die more often, but like, the dynamic in this part specifically they like really really care about each other for sure so back at the prison john asks poppy if jerome is keeping her out of trouble but poppy says that jerome can't keep himself out of trouble john gives poppy money to get snacks from the vending machine and then as soon as she's gone jerome immediately apologizes for poppy showing up john says it's okay though and that he'll just tell him what he needed to tell him another time so there's like adult like we there's just john somehow related to the school drama and we just Somehow it's worse than a lot of the throwaway, like, tragic backstory lines they give the kids. Because they tease this more. We never get answers. But they're just like, oh, he, like, he implied he got kicked out of the school. And I'm like, what did you, what? But didn't he also, didn't he also say he graduated? I have so many questions. I have so many questions. I have no Me answers. Too. I have no headcanons. I, I just, I'm confused. I just Where's read a headcanon. Maybe it was in our hot takes. I'll have to look it up. So if this was you that submitted this. Awesome, because I never thought of it this way. Someone had a theory that Mr. Sweet dared John to steal the gem from the shield, and then he lost it, and that's how he got expelled. I think that was the headcanon. Okay, I actually think I've heard that one before, but like not recently. And I can't, I think I was reading that in the hot takes document. We have not checked that, we have not looked at that document at all. Yes, that I was looking at it yesterday after I took my notes because I was like, this could be something for something fun, but there wasn't like a ton for season okay. two yet. A lot of it was for later season two. But that being said, guys, if you want to submit your hot takes, submit your hot takes. Link in our bios on all of our social media. But uh, yeah, otherwise though, you're right. They keep teasing this backstory for John and we never get answers and it's frustrating. <laughs> 
I genuinely consider it more frustrating than like any of the weird like little teases they give the kids because it's yeah. just like but then like in the season two finale Mr. Sweet and John are both at the party and they're like fine just put fine in quotes it's not like we see them interact but like I don't I just I have more questions than I have answers yeah I think it's more frustrating than the other like teasers we get because this is like they're teasing a whole freaking story like yeah. we get little back like teasers about the characters backstories they're just like little moments that kind of like add to their character but this is like a whole story we're missing yeah where's our so sabuna's sitting in nina and amber's room realizing that the tunnel knows their fears alfie's is claustrophobia amber's is bugs and fabian's is worms so nina realizes that there must be skulls in there and then patricia says there must be feet fabian says they're gonna have to face their fears to get past this section of the tunnels and so nina suggests exposure therapy Amber then goes, I'm not taking anything off. And Nina explains that she means exposing themselves to their fears. It's a lot to unpack in the scene. I was laughing so hard. Um, so Patricia, first of all, just saying she's afraid of feet. Hilarious. <laughs> I love that. And then Amber saying the line about, like, she's not taking anything off. This is another one I don't remember. I think these one-liners are happening so fast that, like, past me never caught them because I was binging mm-hmm. and, like, multitasking. And even, like, back in the day, I was probably, like, live-tweeting at the same time. But I was like, oh, my God. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, I said Amber's not going to take off any of her clothes, but in the Nickelodeon way. That, that was such a risque joke. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but are we also catching, so fast are we also catching these more now because we're like adults oh maybe that's fair but like the fact that you just said that out of nowhere the show doesn't like did the Nickelodeon um Alfie the second Patricia says feet Alfie like just like he okay so it's Patricia Nina and Amber sitting on the bed and then Alfie and Fabian are at like on the floor in front of them but like they're not facing each other like they're all facing like the door the wall whatever and so the second Patricia says feet, Alfie's, like, ready to turn around. Like, what? What'd you just say? I don't know why, like, I just enjoyed that moment. <laughs> I thought it was funny because he's literally just, like, well, this was, like, slightly later in the scene, not at this exact moment. But when Nina starts talking about exposure therapy, Patricia's like, nobody come near me with feet. And Alfie, like, shows his foot at her and she's, like, leans all the way back. It was funny. <laughs> See? I love that because that also just really feels like their dynamic, though. They're like friendship. Yeah, it's definitely their vibe. Also, I just want to know, my lovely co-hosts, what are your phobias? Or what's one of your phobias? (laughs) Because mine's the dentist. (laughs) Did you want me to actually read what I wrote? (laughs) (laughs) Read the second one, honey. We don't need to unpack all of that. Because I mean, same. Same. Redact it. Also, ask Uh, mine, besides loneliness, uh, mine would be frogs, probably. Oh, I used to be terrified of frogs, but I kind of because like, they've come into my room a couple times, and I still don't that, like them. They're no longer like afraid of them. I just don't enjoy them. But now I'm just like I could, you know, I'm imagining if we, you know, all three of us are in Sabuna, I could see there suddenly being frogs in the tunnel. But like, can you imagine Emily, you crawl in, and there's just like a dentist waiting for you on the other end. <laughs> there's an escalator. <laughs> escalator so maybe that's not a good phobia for me to mention i just don't i really 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 do not like that i mean the same thing i don't like out it's like kind of like i don't like elevators i'm fine like i'm fine in them but i get really nervous whereas if you're wondering about my dentist phobia i have to um be in some form of inebriation to go because otherwise i will have a meltdown in the car i do not drive maybe myself please let that my... be known yeah good good but 
I maybe I should then say I have like a phobia of needles because the nurse on my COVID vaccine literally had to hold down my arm because I hate getting shot. We've mentioned this before. <laughs> Emily is like, girl, I get myself shots every day. Thank you for getting your shot anyway. I know. I, I want to be vaccinated. Anyway, on that note, you guys should all go get your COVID vaccine if it's available to you yes, and you're able to get it. You're We're all fine. Please go get I, vaccinated. I think it's all people in America 16 years old and older. Yeah. Are now and now people. they are trying to get Pfizer approved for people 12 to 15. So it would be 12 and up. Hmm. Okay, so all of our listeners, I don't think any of you are younger than 12. So if you are eligible where you're at, go get it. I promise it's not that bad even if you don't like needles. <laughs> yeah, we're all doing great right now. We're doing better than great because <laughs> we're one step closer to normal life again <laughs> oh i was gonna say we're one step closer to anubis backwards live in person <laughs> yeah most importantly that's i think we should all just go to florida for the one year anniversary we don't have to go to disney we just go to florida That'd hey that, that works too so eddie is in the kitchen making food joy walks in and asks what he's making and he explains that it's his own invention spaghetti bolognese joy breaks it to him that someone has already invented that but he's like no i put it in a sandwich he then offers uh, some to her, but she says no, and then he like takes a bite and goes to sit at the table. Um, Joy and Eddie are so fun. Why did we never get a petty Joy double date? It would have been chaotic, and it would have been a good time. I was thinking about that. I love their dynamic together. They're so funny. I just, I just, I we were so deprived of all of the quality I double know. dates there could have been, especially with like, oh god, please, Alfie trying to convince Patricia and Eddie to go on a double date with him and Willow though. <laughs> Joy asks him what's going on with Patricia. He's quiet for a second and then asks what she said. Joy then tells him she didn't say anything and he turns around and he's like, nothing? Joy tells him that he needs to learn to play it cool and then says he's got boy sandwich all over his mouth. He then tells her that it's a hoagie. Um, I already said this, but like, I love all this Joy Eddie content. <laughs> They're a really fun pair. <laughs> I just love her be- teasing him about Patricia and that the fact that he like falls for it so easily too that he's like, oh my god, what did Patricia say? <laughs> it's so cute. And this feels very high school. Like we don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We just went from this like really intense moment where people almost died yeah. to this like, do you like Patricia? Like, they, they what do you think about Patricia? <laughs> to the kids show. Yeah. <laughs> In a Nickelodeon show. way moment. About the Nickelodeon way. Like, they can almost yeah. die, but only if you include a scene out immediately after of Eddie eating a bunch of food and Joy teasing him about his crush on Patricia. Well, that was, like, good when Sarah movie. died. Like, all of a sudden, we'd have, like, this super angsty scene, and then it would be, like, election oh. chaos. He <laughs> yeah. was like, no, will they cheat on the election? Amber's cheerleading. Um, also, I just need to go, hoagie. He mentioned the and hoagie. I put, well, because he says, it's a hoagie, and I just said, okay, Laura. <laughs> well, technically, you don't have run up, but for some reason, why I'm just associating with Hoagie with Laura, not with you. No, you it's fine. New Jersey is just, I don't know. Brett is like a New Jersey, like, mashup because, like, aren't your parents also, like, you talk like part New Jersey or part Florida. Aren't they, like, your parents from, like, Ohio? My, yeah, my dad's from Ohio and my mom's from Michigan. So some of my saying. language I picked up from like the Midwest and then some of my language I picked up from New Jersey. So it's weird. And then I, I moved like, to Florida. I don't think I talk like I'm a Floridian, except I say y'all, no. but otherwise. <laughs> I, I say y'all too. too. And I yes. have been in New Jersey slash Pennsylvania my entire life. I said I feel seen in New Jersey, Philly, Eddie forever. I sadly 
was not eating a hoagie for dinner <laughs> during this recording. They also were disappointed by this, but I was eating garlic naz impasto from a local pizza place, which is very New Jersey of me anyway. <laughs> very New Jersey. Maybe I'll go get a Wawa hoagie on Friday to celebrate this episode dropping. Yes. Actually, I'm gonna yeah, go we get should a both get Wawa hoagies. I think that's. I'm gonna go get a sub tomorrow, which is as close as I can get in Wisconsin. A sub and a hoagie are basically the same thing. They are the same thing. Okay, so, they are um, the same thing. I typed the words paradactyl, paradactyl screeching, just in regards to you know this is the petty concept I get this episode, so it's just be screeching. <laughs> um, he's so offended that Patricia doesn't talk about it, and I'm just like, sir, sir. And so Joy tells him he needs to keep it cool. And so there's an Eddie line in the season three premiere that's keeping it cool, not a Brit thing. And I just was thinking of how that, that like parallel. Me writing, doesn't our friend Brit literally have this It's Yeah, her. I think she has the gift like gift. pinned. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I first started following her, I thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> cool. Our friend Brit, um, shout out Brit, and also uh, she should come on the podcast. I'm literally just gonna go tweet shout out, shout, shout out, out Brit, keeping it cool, not a Brit thing. Uh, come on the podcast. So Sabuna's in the science lab, staring at bugs in. I put cages. They're not cages. They're like containers. I don't know what to call it. Um, but Amber asks if she's gonna need to put her hand in, but Nina's like, no, like we'll just start by taking a step forward. So they all take a step forward, then they all keep taking more and more steps forward. Which I think this whole scene's funny because the rest of them aren't afraid of bugs. So like they're just like, sure, I'll walk towards the container. But Amber is not because she's afraid. Yeah. Um, my only note for this is I notice Brad looks a little flushed here, and I wonder if it's his wooly jumper. Justice for Brad's like skin. He didn't deserve okay, that. So they mentioned later that Fabian said his fear was worms, right? And Amber's was bugs. So like them doing the like exposure in the classroom, fine. Makes sense. Nina said her fear was skulls. So, like, how was she getting over that? How was Patricia getting over feet? They mentioned that Elfie was, like, hiding under the bed, which is really interesting because that's something he does, like, in season three then when he's, like, I would say more anxious. So glad he got over his fear of small spaces and now finds them comforting. Yeah. I also have questions about Patricia and Nina's exposure therapy. (laughs) Yeah. Patricia really said no. So Mara runs into Jerome in the hallway and asks how visiting his dad went. He says Poppy found the letter and showed up. Mara smirks, but Jerome says not to say I told you so. So she just says, I warned you so. He then explains that they didn't get time alone, so he didn't find out what he wanted. And he says he definitely needs to go alone next time. Mara says pity, and Jerome says, why, miss me? And Mara seems flustered, but then she says no. She just thinks that their family should have more time together. (sighs) Guys, I'm going to get out of character here, but Jara is making points here. Help. Who am I? Let's join our (laughs) podcast permanently. Like the the I warned you so line was kind of cute and the like oh pity why miss me like this is flirty and cute. <sighs> yeah, who am I? Amber walks into Alfie's room and asks how his behavioral therapy is going. He's lying under his bed and says good. Amber tells him that she went up to the bug tank with the lid off today and then she starts fiddling with her amulet and says that they need to talk. She says that she's breaking up with him and he once again reminds her that he broke up with her. Suddenly, Victor walks in and sends her back upstairs to her room, and that's when he notices the amulet around her neck. So, uh, no brain cells for Amber. (laughs) The next day, Sabuna is back in the science lab. Amber is successfully able to hold bugs that she pretends are little Alfies, which I thought was kind of weird and funny. Um, And then Fabian's able to hold worms, and Alfie is confident in his own exposure therapy. So they decide they're ready. 
Um, I put, if this was a Dan Schneider show, Patricia would have had more feet exposure therapy. <laughs> and I put in all caps, I hate this. I hate that. I hate it. Thank you. And then I responded to myself with plot twists. Patricia's fear of feet was actually meant to call Nickelodeon out on their allowance of letting Dan fetishize feet in his shows. Maybe it was. Oh my god, imagine. It'd be really funny. Suddenly, Mr. Sweet and Victor walk in and start explaining how they have a zero tolerance policy on jewelry. Patricia says she doesn't remember that, but Victor asks them to hand over the jewelry. Patricia says no, but Victor's like, if you don't comply, you're going to have a new house curfew immediately after dinner, and we're going to be watching your every move to make sure you don't leave. He's about to walk away, but Nina tells him to wait and takes off her amulet, and then everyone else follows. Um, This scene always makes me irrationally angry because they're all wearing other jewelry that they don't take off. Like, obviously, that wasn't the point of this thing. They they just wanted the amulets. But, like, Patricia literally takes her amulet off and then you can, like, see her other necklace and she doesn't even, like, try to take it off. And I'm just annoyed. In a follow-up to that in the next scene, which I actually, which is, like, is still in the school, Patricia's, you can see her wearing her bracelets. I'm just frustrated. (laughs) No amulets. Also, I love, like, Patricia straight up, like, no. Like, I I love that. Love that for her. Go off. Victor goes down to the tunnel and makes it past the beam, because he has the amulet now. Meanwhile, Sabuna has gathered in the lounge, and Fabian explains they can't have Victor watching them around the clock, but they can get the amulets back. Nina says that they need to get them back soon, or it's over. Then we see Sankara appear in the tunnel and follow Victor. That's the end of the episode. Dun dun dun! So, ship of the week? I put Amphi, because they had a moment. Even though they broke up, like, they, yeah. they had a moment. They're kind of, like, one of the only ships that had a moment this week. Yeah, there wasn't really much ship content. Even if it's, That's like, a fun. friendship. but I mm-hmm. Friendship, Joy, and Eddie. <laughs> yeah, friendship, Joy, and Eddie. Honorable mentions to Jara and Petty. For having uh, mentions, basically. Honorable mentions to Petralfi for being funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, brain cell of the week? I had just said Nina because she it was her idea to like do all this exposure therapy that's going to help them get through the next task, and I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. smart. Nina was actually kind of smart. I love when she lets her bra- when she lets her brain cell work, <laughs> and then even her like her big move to give up the amulets so that they weren't like being stalked, basically, kind of like a brain cell moment. Mm-hmm. So go Nina. Oh, Nina. I'm always shocked when I say it, but she's smarter than we think. <laughs> she she is a good leader moments. at the end of the day. All right, so for our game today, we're going to do Ship It or Rip It, but we're going to put a little twist on Ship It or Rip It because we obviously play this a lot, so I'm trying to make it interesting. Instead of just pairs, I'm going to pull out three names and we're just going <laughs> to see what we think of the dynamic of the three names. I guess we'll d- decide if it's like a couple dynamic or a ship dynamic, like a friendship dynamic, but uh, <laughs> I guess couple's not the right word, a triple. <laughs> a thruple. A throuple. I'm going to be sitting in the middle by Dodie today. I'm in the mood for this. We have... First we have Mick. I hope my name's in here. (laughs) Mick, Brenna, and Mara. Wow. (laughs) The dream. (laughs) Mick, Amber. Laura. And Patricia. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Angsty pre-season one. You all know my thoughts on this. McTricia. <laughs> and Mamber. It's like Mick is- has like an option for what his mood is if he wants. Because <laughs> they're complete the opposites. I like the, I, I don't know what I, like I feel about is, like, Patricia and Amber. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm gonna go with rip it. Sorry, I just there's, there's, it's just not. I love this. Putting it together would not work. The like, three of them, you probably yeah. throw the ball off individually, but as a throuple, it's a no for Patricia me. Patricia would be so annoyed with them constantly. They would be like, "We are the hottest. We're so cool. We're so hot." And Patricia would be like, "Please shut up." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. okay first we got piper hey bestie so piper hey bestie. piper nina <laughs> already <Yeah>. random <laughs> piper nina and jerome <laughs> Wait, I no. piper does not deserve that no piper did not that's just my jarena talking laura was making- I should- laura and jerome fools was literally making me appreciate Jerome and Piper. I was like, damn, well, the chaos this would be. Okay, I actually did make myself ship Jerome and Piper on April Fool's. I did forget about that one. Because I immediately, my immediate reaction to this was, no, J- Piper does not deserve to have to deal with Jerome or Nina. Especially together. <laughs> but I guess in the context of the fact that I did make myself ship Jerome and Piper on April Fool's Day. That Jerome Piper Nina in that similar concept. What did I say the concept was? Like they were at Patricia's house or some stuff? Yeah, like Jerome came over or something and they were like sneaking around behind Patricia's back or something like that. I the like the chaos of it. I like Patricia's that too. back would be entertaining. So I'll give and then it Imagine that. Patricia finding out her sister's dating Jerome. And Nina. And Jerome. Nina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want this for Piper, but for the chaos, I will say it would be good for chaos. <laughs> I kind of, and then like I think Nina and Piper would like band together, like give Jerome shit about stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of here for it. So, <laughs> I guess ship this in whatever. It feels weird to say ship it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, next we're gonna do Willow, Joy, and Ben. Hmm. Joy and Ben. Yeah. Hmm. I kind of, my first instinct is yes. Same. I don't know why. Same. I, I feel like it could be fun. Joy Ben is just a good combination, I think. And then just yeah. Willow in there for a little spice and. Chaos. Wait, we forget Willow and Joy are cousins. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Never mind! Never mind! Take it back! Take it back! <laughs> no, 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 no. They're not a throuple, they're a triangle. Or not a triangle. What is that? He just what is maybe Bessie? they're both in open relationships them, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. open relationship situation. Yeah, but Willow and Joy are not okay. Cool. I okay it's that. not that like made Willow and Joy cousins, but made them cousins to the like so subtly that we always forget that they're cousins. <laughs> I know. I hate it. Oh, there's Eddie. So I did redo him. It's on a different type of paper. Eddie, I'm proud of him. Laura, the New Jersey energy. <laughs> I like the vibes already. <laughs> Eddie, Katie, and Laura. <laughs> Okay, we would be besties. We I would go to Wawa all the time. Talk about Pennsylvania. Like yeah. We we could like hang out in Pennsylvania. I, I'm gonna go with... We could have a sheets Wawa war. We would have a great time. We would be. So I'm gonna go like... with rip rip this romantically, but besties. ship this is a friendship. Besties, yeah. me, Eddie, and KT would be best friends. Can't what a squad. Eddie and KT's friendship, cute. I feel like I would get along pretty well with KT because I feel like we have fairly similar personalities. And I feel like I would get along with Eddie because I feel like he has a personality that, like, a lot of my guy friends have similar personalities to Eddie. So I feel like we could be besties and we could have a great time eating Wawa and 
Uh, do whatever cute. the hell else you do in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. They would be a very cute friendship trio. I support it. <laughs> I kind of now wish that I was besties with Eddie and Casey. They could go to trivia with me. I feel like they would probably be good if I start bringing up like Egyptian shit. Oh, true. <laughs> Another one. We have Alfie, me, and Fabian. Alfie, Brenna, and Fabian. I don't know if I like that as a throuple. That's so <laughs> I don't weird. either. I like Brenna with both of them separately, but then it's like... It's but like not Fabian and Alfie. I like, I like, I like being messy and like <laughs> hooking up with both of them, but like not at the same time. <laughs> or I can, maybe I'm in an open relationship. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're in an open yes. relationship with both. And I'm dating both Fabian and Alfie. <laughs> I support this. I'm here for it. They would both be good boyfriends, so... Yeah. You know, I'm here for it in this weird fictional world we're creating right now. <laughs> this is probably the most fun I've playing this game in a hot second. It's not even that chaotic. It's just I'm glad game. our names are actually in here. Okay, and there's exactly three left, so. Oh no. It's gonna be Emily and two random people. Emily? <laughs> Who's left? Giles is gonna be one, I know that. <laughs> Giles? And Mara? <laughs> like, this is a weird yeah. combination. No. no. <laughs> I feel like you guys could all clown on Jerome. You guys would be besties, so you could all just like talk shit on Jerome. It would be like like a clique that's like anti-Jerome. <laughs> the anti-Jerome squad. <laughs> Your whole purpose was I to bully like Jerome. Just... <laughs> that is my purpose in life, anyways. Like you guys, maybe are you friends? Maybe not. But do you guys like meet up once a week and are like, how do we? It's like get even. Life? Yes, it's getting. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are like the get even squad. Oh, You're not friends, but you get together to cause chaos. Though. Oh, it was yes. so good, Laura. I forgot that I was watching it. Yeah, we. I think <laughs> our, our get even phase was short lived, but it was it was still good. I think it's because it was such a quick watch. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, like, I watched one episode and then forgot that I was doing that with my life. Also, then like there was just no news on it. There's still no news on it, and I'm more yeah. frustrated. But like the shows I got into, like I just get no news on. I know. I'm like, I'm like if it's bandits, canceled, nothing. that's fine. You can even, you can nothing. tell me. I don't really care. I'd rather just know. Like, I'm not going to be mad if it got canceled. I just want to know if it was canceled. Yeah, same. Well, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed that really chaotic version of Ship It or Rip It. <laughs> As always, let us know again, how you think. That was kind of fun. Yeah, just kind of switches it up. It gives you different combinations. So, yeah, we'll have to do that again. So thanks, guys, for listening. We will see you next week. But before that, don't forget to follow us on social media. I know we already plugged this, but I'm going to plug it again. Our Twitter is Anubis Podcast. Our Instagram is Anubis Backwards Pod. Our TikTok is also Anubis Backwards Pod. And you can always send us an email at AnubisBackwardsPod at gmail.com. So we always love hearing from you guys. DMs, emails, comments on TikTok, Twitter, whatever. Send it to us. And also leave your hot takes. Or voice memos. All that stuff is linked in our link tree, which you can find on all of our social media profiles. So thanks for watching, and we will see you next week. There's so much I wanted to say. Where I see it is there anymore. Hoagies. Bye. Hoagies. Oh. Hoagies.